0: And welcome to another episode of the and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and of course, let's jump right into the download. Now, there was a, a little game that was released about a year or two ago, and it was PlayStation exclusive. And it came, it came from one of my favorite recent developers devolver digital and this is a little known game well not a little known but a, a very big game that people love both on pc and playstation and that's fall guy fall guy is a platformer slash cutesy cuddly battle royale where you start off with 64 players and through each level the players are whittled down little by little by little well that game has now gone free to play And with it turning into a free to play game, it is now going to be available on every system. So Xbox, Switch, of course, PC, PlayStation 4, in addition to current gen upgrades for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S. Now, this is a game that I have been curious about because I've heard such great things about it how fun it is how much of a party game that it really is especially in an era where most party games are virtually ripoffs of mario party which itself has really fallen by the wayside with regards to quality uh, brian sav my co-host on the nrw checkpoint speaks nothing but high praises of this game so i am definitely checking this game out i haven't downloaded it yet But again, it's free to play, so it's available for you to download, so that's why I'm recommending it, simply because it's a free game, and I've heard nothing but great things about it. And that's Fall Guys from Devolver Digital, it is free to play. And season one is available off the rip, no charge, no microtransactions, anything. And for those Xbox users out there like myself, there's also a Master Chief costume, which I'm not sure if it's unlockable or if something that's automatically included uh, with the xbox version of the game so that's my download fall guys all platforms free to play free 99 baby free 99 now moving on to my spotlight i haven't done a spotlight in a while uh parts because it's been a lot of pop culture style fragrances that's been going on and sometimes it is very hard to shoehorn a spotlight in every now and again one of the things with the spotlight i like to do is to spotlight some of the creators that I follow whose content I really enjoy. And in this case, I like to spotlight um, Angel Smell, Angel underscore smell underscore parfums on Instagram. I absolutely love his content. He puts out some really great fragrance reels, some fragrances that I never heard of, that uh, have my interest peaked to try to find, if not the a bottle or a tester, or at least a sample to get my nose on them. And also he's, he's an immaculate dresser. And if you see some of his reels and you see his closet, guys, you're like, I wish my closet looked like that. It's so neat and so tidy. And says like you can see he, he has all of those items that you need for that quote-unquote perfect wardrobe in his closet so uh, i really enjoy his content and in we've talked a few times just online uh, just as far as content and as far as fragrances and things that we like he seems like a really cool guy so definitely give him a look on instagram that's angel underscore smell underscore parfums and that's my spotlight of the week now you heard me talk about part one of stranger things uh next actually became two parts uh two podcasts had segments on that well july 1st part two comes out of season four of stranger things and i am eagerly excited to see where this goes how this ends especially when there is supposedly going to be a fifth and final season I actually thought season four was going to be final season because I feel like with the storytelling how there are or they have really answered all the questions we've had from the past three seasons in this season so far. I am looking forward to see how they end this to possibly set up a fifth season. I really think so far like they can end this season and we would be good to go as far as the story is concerned and characters. I'm very interested to see in this season four part two how the story of of Hopper and the whole Russia scenario interacts with what's going on in Hawkins and of course L. I can't wait to see the band get back together. And I believe most of the episodes, I don't remember if they are five or six episodes in the second part, but they're like movie length episodes, like an hour plus hour 10, hour 20, hour 30. If I remember some of the articles from the past few weeks, and it seems like they're trying to give us epics after epics after epics when it comes to part two of season four so the trailer came out and you see uh, Vecna in the real world at least it looks like the real world Uh, you see a lot of a little bit more what's going on in Russia with Hopper and crew also you see elves like pretty much look I need to go my friends need me and it's it looks like it's going to be bananas but I am here for it and it looks absolutely incredible so i cannot wait for that to come out now let's get down to the reviews now there's a movie that came out a few months ago one of the things with the pandemic a lot of movies that were slated for the theaters a lot of movie studios just got that fast money from amazon netflix and the other streaming services at the time to put those movies directly on the streaming services because frankly nobody was going to the movie theater to watch anything. And one of those movies that dropped direct to Amazon in this case was the Chris Pratt starring movie, The Tomorrow World. There's been several months that this came out and I heard nothing good about the movie. But this past weekend, I sat down and looked at and it and watched, it the, watched the movie. And there are a couple of things that I realized from watching this movie. The first one is I don't like Chris Pratt as an actor. And it's not him personally. It's I feel like because of the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, that they try to capitalize those charms that he have or that he has in every sort of role that he has going forward. Two, I don't see Chris Pratt as an action star. There's nothing about him that says action star. That's just me. So he's very unbelievable as this former army ranger turned high school science teacher i don't believe him in that it's this movie wasn't for him in my opinion he it was wasn't that good as far as him being a lead actor then the story The story was stupid the story was absolutely stupid i understand they tried to tie up loose ends, if you're not familiar with the movie, I'll pretty much give you a synopsis. So about 40 years in the future, human population is pretty much decimated decimated by this alien species called the white spikes. So in order to get numbers up, they go back in the few, in the past to get people or draft humans from 2022 to fight in that war. And they only select people who die. So people who are not there. So in the case of Chris Pratt's character, he actually dies seven years after they get him. So he goes there. But this was my, my problem with that. OK, they die. But in his case, that's still seven years is now not accounted for that he's just gone so the timeline is automatically changed how is it that they can go back and forth because after each of these people from the past has a seven day tour of duty and once that happens they automatically get zapped back into the past pretty much a week later from when they left and it's crazy because okay so they've gone a week so that's a week in the future timeline that they were actually there there are things that were done. There were people that were interacted with that changed behavior and things happened. That butterfly flat effect is so, I mean, wide ranging considering how many people they were taking. And then there were people that many people went and died, died, even though they may have supposed to have died seven, ten, five years later from the time they were taken. Now, all that time is done. So right there, the story made absolutely no sense as far as a time travel sort of standpoint. That future should never have existed. Uh for them to be able to continuously go back and forth to it. Didn't make any sense to me. Uh, second of all, it was boring. I really didn't start to halfway enjoy the movie until about 45 to 50 minutes in. And then the end, uh, this was a popcorn movie that was a popcorn movie. That mercifully was dropped onto a streaming service because it would have gotten slaughtered by the critics and people if they paid 13 50 or whatever to watch this movie in the movie theater. It. it was it was it's not horrible. It is average at best. It is a mediocre movie at best. Some nice characters, funny characters, you know, tie some things in at the end, but overall I wouldn't recommend it. My my biggest uh highlight of the movie. I really enjoyed the creature designs. The creature designs were very unique. They were different. They were something I hadn't seen before when it came to an alien species that for me was the best part of this movie and also the effects the effects were really good as well the creatures I couldn't tell the times that they were using CGI or practical effects in many respects with some, with how they did the things so I was very pleased with that they put a lot of money into this movie they put a lot of care into the creatures and with something like this you, you, you need to because frankly the humans humans weren't that fun to look at so the best parts were when the aliens were on the screen and the aliens they were fighting the aliens the storyline it really sucked so that's my take on the tomorrow war and it's currently on amazon prime now let's get to the second review of this segment and that's episode three of miss marvel i was worried not so worried but i was curious to see what sort of villain was going to develop with regards to miss marvel because i i haven't gone to dig out the first run that i have uh, in, the, in in my bin. But I know obviously this isn't quite like the first run or the storyline of the first run of Miss Marvel. But I do like the origin explanation of the origin of her powers. I like how the bangle taps into power that's inside of her. So you still have that sort of untapped power like in humans in the Terrigen Mist aspect of it. Just she doesn't actually get into a cocoon and all that good stuff. It's just the the bangle of the bracelet is what unlocks that power and allows her to use it. I like that, I thought it was a nice touch again. It still keeps that she is different from everyone else sort of vibe in the fact that she is part Jin which is what was revealed in this story. So her being part Jin, that bracelet allows her to tap into the power or the light that is within her, which I think is really cool and I like that change again. Making it different, but also keeping some of those aspects the same with regards to her powers. Um, I do like the introduction of the uh, Jin themselves. Now now revealing themselves to possibly be the villain of the story or villains of the story, as well as damage control uh, being involved. I'm kind of iffy on the whole Muslim thing and I mean like damage control going into the mosque, not respecting the mosque and the customs, you know, arrogant white American law enforcement uh, with no respect for Islamic culture. I mean, I get that and I get maybe you want to speak on that, but I'm like, did you really have to do that? Um, I think that the playing or the depiction of the islamic culture in this pakistani family and how it is it's different the worship is different than maybe someone who is christian or whatnot but how their lives their community is still very much the same i think that's really all you needed to to show as far as that i don't think you needed to have that part of it in we already got the aspect that kamala continues to talk about how nobody expects a a brown girl from jersey to be a superhero I get that. I understand that it's very fundamental to her character and her sort of viewpoint of why she does what she does. But th- that whole part with damage control in the mosque, I don't think that was really necessary. But I do understand what sort of uh, point they were trying to make with that, especially in relation to other things we'd heard and talked about uh, within the series thus far i do like the fact that the jen were captured by damage control at the end so i want to see how that plays out maybe they're not really the, vill- the villain maybe it's a misdirection and somebody else is involved in it that we haven't seen yet and this is episode three so we only have three more episodes to go uh, i'm also surprised at how everyone's talking about the ratings miss marvel and whatnot it's a different show and let me be frank with you. There are many things when it comes to when you have shows with different viewpoints, different cultures. It's not going to be for everybody. It may not be that wide markets like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or One Division. You may have some people who just don't want to watch. A teenage superhero, which is totally understandable and fine, and I get it. I myself, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, I th- that's actually one of the criticisms I had with Naomi. The way they wrote it, it wasn't for me. I am a 40 plus year old man, it wasn't for me. The way they wrote it, the way they did it, and also the network was on it wasn't for me. I think Miss Marvel escapes a lot of those trappings as far as a teenage superhero story by making it relatable to everyone you know obviously i'm not a female i'm not pakistani i do not practice the islamic faith however i do understand that being that feeling of being an outsider being misunderstood i understand that being being that geek in the comics and everything and being looked down upon because of that those very there are a whole lot of central themes that i get from kamala khan uh, even though I am nothing like this character uh, in regards to, again, my religion, my sex, or my age. So that's that on on, on that aspect. But I think overall, uh, Miss Marvel Episode 3 was fun. I did like the battle with the Jinn after the um, wedding reception, or I guess during the wedding reception uh, when everybody had to get out. I liked the battle. I liked how that was done. I liked how it really highlighted her inexperience. In fighting but also it was that flight or uh, fight that really saved her and how the Bango interacted with her and her powers interacted it did things to protect her it sort of emanated from her rather than her actually knowing what to do and so i like that i am looking forward to how the show evolves over the next three episodes and i'm really curious to see how it ends so that's my take on miss marvel episode three we're gonna take a break but don't forget we do have a patreon at three tiers Our associate producer for a buck you get your name in the show notes ig post as well as you get this podcast one day early as well as retro content for the past few years of outgoing to cons tier two the producer three dollars a month you get everything from the associate producer level but you get your name mentioned right here on the show and you also get access to the replays of the centurial sundays uh radio show that i do over on wisdom and then with the third tier for just five dollars a month you get everything i just talked about plus there's an exclusive off-topic podcast there are going to be additional video stuff that comes with that down the line but all those things are available uh when our patreon link is in the show notes and with that we're going to take a break and we'll be back of course to talk about some star trek and we are back with trekking out in this case we are looking at episode eight of star trek strange new Worlds, the elysian kingdom and let me tell you this is one that I was going to write off at first it took me a while really to get into this episode actually I had to sit down and watch it twice because the first time I tried to watch it when it dropped at 3 a.m. and let me be frank with you I woke up at the end of it it, it I was tired but it bored me uh, in that state of mind that I was inside so literally had to go back a couple days later and give it my full attention and it was an okay episode that turned into a good episode with how it ended. Just give you some highlights, uh, really quickly of things I, I really liked. I am not a big fan of the sort of medieval sort of Star Trek episodes to a degree. In this case, I thought maybe it was a bit premature. In my mind, even when I saw the trailers, I said oh, they're doing a holodeck episode without the holodeck. That's what it seemed like to me. I found a way to incorporate those elements without actually having the technology. But upon watching it, I will say, and I forget the actor's name, uh, I am, I'm glad it was a Dr. Mabenga-focused episode. I liked, I liked the actor. I like what he brings to the role. I like the sort of bewilderment of the experience that he's going through like he remembers but him only him and one other person uh understands or knows what's going on or excuse me or still has their regular memories as well i liked seeing the other characters playing different roles uh anton mount as and i forget the character's name is that sniveling coward was an interesting contrast to pike and how he portrays him and i will say uhura was looking scrumptious damn okay anyway uh that's my freakout moment for the minute
1: <laughs>
0: but it it was a fun episode that was easily or could easily be classified as filler but with its conclusion it it tugs at your heartstrings and as a father that sort of decision is unimaginable with having to let your child go and ultimately i was surprised that Mabenga's storyline with his daughter was wrapped up um, in the way it was spoiler alerts and as quickly because I, I really assumed this may have been a storyline that carried over into episodes me into season two I also thought that uh, as far as how the conclusion happened I was hoping there would be some sort of medical cure but there wasn't so I was disappointed in that but i was oh man it was so it was so tough to watch that those last few minutes as uh long story short the story they get trapped in this nebula and this entity picks the brain at least you think is of mabenga and brings the story that he's been reading his daughter to life once we go through the episode and figure out what's going on we find out that it's not really Mabanga's brainwaves that the entity has been merging with it is his daughters who has been taken out of sickbay and who is waiting for him in his quarters for him to figure things out and I have to tell you whomever dressed this little girl and that dress and oh it was absolutely stunning it was it's probably one of the prettiest dresses I've ever seen in my life um, for a little girl oh man it was so it was so beautiful it, it so fit the character and what we knew um there was some seeds dropped about her mother which i'm interested to see like to get the back so like did the mom die what happened i'm assuming the mom passed away uh with the way the conversation went but for mabenga to make the decision to let his daughter go realizing that he had no hope or no no way to cure her but this was a way for her to exist without sickness without pain yes she did not have a physical body but she was a now became a galactic consciousness and he got to see her as an adult and it 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 tugs at your heartstrings it, it really does and it it's a testament to the storytelling and the writers of this series that even though this show is not serialized there's still serialized threads that they adhere to per the episodes that keep the story going even though it's not one long connecting story throughout all of the episodes and I really appreciate that and I think to some degree that has been very difficult for for just writers to do or at least for series to do like and I'm glad Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh definitely is doing it and did I say Uhura look really really good I don't know what it is she plays a villain well and she plays it and I know it wasn't the uh intention of the actress nor in the performance, but there's something about how she plays a villain and how she played that villain as far as this evil queen particularly that just exuded sexiness like that that bad girl sexiness. I don't know what it is. But I was like, damn, okay. And with that, that's uh my take on episode eight, the Elysian Kingdom, Star Trek, strange New Worlds. I am sad that there are only two episodes left. This this really should this should be like a standard issue. Or order series of like 22 20 episodes this this series goes by too quickly and it's just so good for it to be only 10 episodes like you want more it's like a drug. like i need more i need my fix every week i need my fix of star trek strange new worlds and sadly we only have two more episodes left i believe i believe it's only 10 that's the standard i'm hoping for more but i think it's only 10 unfortunately so again that's my take on star trek strange new worlds episode eight season one the elysian kingdom now with the summer officially upon us it is time to really start to rethink our wardrobes and one of the most versatile shoewear items that i can think of for the summer season because you can wear them with jeans with chinos khakis even slacks depending on how you work your attire is a pair of simple white sneakers or tennis shoes and we're not talking about like maybe like my adidas something like that but something no label just low top maybe canvas maybe leather it's something in the simplicity of the white sneaker that just allows it to really meld with a lot of different styles obviously more of a casual style but i've seen many wear. Uh, than with blazers and slacks and kind to liven up uh, a, a suit in, in the appropriate arena. Obviously, you're not going to wear your white sneakers to your your business meeting or a professional meeting, well, depending on your style and also what you are trying to convey with your business. You know, if you have a brand and that's kind of your stick, then that totally makes sense. But another thing about white sneakers is that there are a plethora of options from the high end to the low end and for myself I'm definitely one to I tend to say towards the middle uh, simply because they aren't items or they aren't items that I'm going to wear every single day so I'm not going to particularly put in a lot of wear or tear in them but I do want something that's going to last long and that's going to be pretty durable over the years if I could spend and again my modest is fifty to sixty bucks on a pair of sneakers, and especially when I'm be wearing them once in a blue moon. These are a pair of shoes I can last, I can keep for years. uh You know, even a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars on a pair of of white sneakers is a bit much unless you are one that's going to really get a lot of use out of them, want something that, and again price doesn't always translate to quality and durability so i'm saying it right now and it's one of those things where if you plan on using them a lot then you may want to really invest in a pair that are going to be a lot more durable. and sometimes you do pay more money for things that are more durable. myself i don't wear them at all they're a great item to have and throw them on but I don't wear them as often, so I'm not looking at that really $100, $200, dollars pair. I'm like, a $50, $60 pair of white sneakers, if I can find them, It's perfectly acceptable. Especially when you go to places like a, a, a Gabe's or a TJ Maxx or a Marshall's or things of that nature and find a pair there. Just a simple pair of white sneakers, throw them on with your khakis, throw them on with your chinos, throw them on with your jeans, you have a, and also your shorts as well. It is summertime. We're definitely rocking the shorts. Uh, Maybe not the Hoochie Daddy shorts, but we're definitely rocking the shorts. Uh, The white sneakers are, or sneakers is are, I don't know, is definitely a fashion item or a style item I should say because fashion is ephemeral. That's one thing I, I not saying I don't dislike the term fashion, but for what we do here and what we talk about here at the Sotoyon Geek podcast about Webster style is about style. Style is eternal. Style is about who you are, style is about how you express yourself. Fashion is about trends. Fashion is about what's nice today and what's out of style tomorrow. Uh, personal style is your personal style and there are many things that are just classic that are timeless that never go out of style and a pair of white sneakers is one of those items that just never goes out of style speaking of style and stylist let's talk about the fragrance of the week now i have talked about kirk elliott before I talked about grapefruit vetiver a few weeks ago, and I finally got my nose on it, and it is just actually better than I thought it would be. in uh, accompanying with that delivery, I also received a couple of samples. It's funny because I received I chose the fragrance of the week before I actually received the sample, so now I'm actually smelling the sample, or I've used the fragrance, and I'm telling you about it. And this week's fragrance is EKG by Kirk Elliott um, it's an EDP it runs for $110 for a 30 ml bottle and this is from their new bespoke collection I believe that's what it is um, no uh, ooh, brain fart I forget the collection that is part of it so their new collection is EKG and Camille which I'll probably talk about next week but this one you'll find notes of fig uzu grapefruit red mandarin nova mandarin Cinnamon, cardamom, clove, tonka bean, leather, muhuhu, I think I'm saying it right, and musk. Let me tell you, I sprayed this one, and it's definitely one I get all days. This is definitely a workday scent. Uh, it's interesting because I felt like after that eight-hour period, it kind of just dissipated, but then later on, it just kind of came back a little bit uh, with that. I definitely get the sort of sweetness of the Mandarin and and everything on the top. But what really got me was the leather. I was surprised at how the leather note was so dominant in this fragrance. And it's it's such a nice natural leather as well. And it's not saying, I'm not trying to say it was unpleasant. It was so surprising when you hear this note breakdown. Leather is not the note I would think would stand out. I really thought it might have been more so the spices with the clove, the cardamom, and the uh, cinnamon. And you do get that. So it's very much like a sweet spiciness on the top. But that leather note just comes roaring in and just really, for me, on my skin, just dominates everything and it's such a nice leather it's such a masculine leather in my opinion and even from there as it dissipated I got a little bit more of the sweetness later on in the day and then after that the leather kind of came back and this time I smelt more of the musk and this is after that eight hour mark we may be talking I sprayed it about eight thirty or so in the morning so by the time it kind of came back around, it must have been a good 10 o'clock at night. This is also one where the body heat is definitely going to play a part because I think it got hotter or I got hotter um, during the course of the evening. So it's one of those things where I started to smell it more because of my body heat and because of it emanating due to my body heat what was still on my skin so i would say after that seven hours or so you don't get a, a good scent bubble it's very much a skin scent but it does kind, kind of come rolling back in my opinion at least it did for me with my first try and testing of it so i really liked i came away really impressed uh between this and the ekg excuse me the ekg the grapefruit vetiver i am very impressed with the kirk elliott fragrances and not that i wouldn't be one of the things that i found especially when i'm dealing with a lot of these indie houses and not particularly just the black owned ones but the black owned ones um as well the fragrances are really high quality and even from Maison de darius uh with his line and absolutely loving them how good of a quality are to uh savoir Fair, and i haven't tested all their line but i have uh, that one sample for a while ago and i was impressed to finally get my nose on that and just impressed at how well that 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 fragrance is and how long they last and then of course going to ovation and with the how in love with i am with that fragrance it's just it's a testament to what these smaller fragrance brands are doing and even for the price point yeah for 30 ml seems kind of steep but you're thinking this is a really small operation and this quality is is really unmatched even with ovation Ovation's 50 mls for 85 which is very reasonable in my opinion you compare that to your designer mass produced fragrances at your altory or just retail regular retail you're paying about the same price for a little bit less or a little bit more but your quality is definitely going to vary depending on the fragrance so i will say i'm very impressed uh, with kirk elliott thus far when one or two or more of the frag of his fragrances in the next few days so it'll be definitely a, a treat to test those out and to see and make sure you check out the instagram feed as well been doing reels and stories talking about my experiences with these fragrances and also there's a fragrance of the day every day on instagram as well as tiktok and twitter occasionally sometimes i forget to post on twitter but That's my take on EKG. And I would tell you what I'm wearing today, but today I actually wore EKG. So it's one of those things where what I'm wearing is the fragrance of the week and the fragrance of the week is oh so good. Speaking of fragrances, I've talked to you before about the good folks at Pete and Pedro and how they're not just hair care products, but they are also a line of high quality designer inspired fragrances that retail for just $49 for a 50 ml bottle fragrances inspired by the likes of tom ford's fucking fabulous tom ford's tobacco vanilla excuse me also let us not forget aqua de joe and creed's green Irish tweed of course we have also uh, Rebel inspired by Creed Aventus. Now these fragrances are definitely not your standard dupes of designers. They take inspiration from these fragrances to create something of their own. And if you're interested in trying any of these fragrances or anything else from Pete and Pedro, make sure you use eHawks10 for 10% off your first purchase or the link that's in the show notes for the affiliate link to give you the same thing. Now, this is not just about fragrances, it's not just about style, it's really about how we as gentlemen define ourselves. And with that, we have come to a close of another episode of the Sartorial Geek podcast about Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I have been your host, Webster Style, of course, the man. The voice, the fragrance. You can find me every week with my man Brian Sapp and the legend Kuya P over at Nerds Rule the World with the NRW Checkpoint, where we talk about the this week's new game releases every week, like Clockwork. Um, also find me on social media on Instagram at Webster Style and at Soturian Geek. Find me on Twitter at Webster Style and find me on TikTok at underscore webster style. Don't forget if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, hey, you want me to review something? Hey, you want to be on the podcast one day, drop me an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. And of course, anything and everything that is Webster Style can be found at Webstyle.com. Again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting your listener in. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed.
1: Bowtie Thursday. It to be. White Wednesday? I don't... Well, I know last time... Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't work. All right, forget it. million, them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. bowtie uh-huh. Thursday. Uh-huh. Pasta cream in your heels looking short, babe. Uh-huh. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you picked a hell of it for the church day. Uh-huh. Let's say uh-huh. you picked the risk game. boy. Oh, it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased. Pick a color scheme that can match your very course. Yeah, Give it very clean, make a little cuz uh. no one man should have all that stylin. Take it off, clothes on the floor pile and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Cause no one man should have all that styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor pile and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. us see what it seems. If it is what it seems. Do it again. Now, chicks be looking yeah. thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hit though. Don't try to get me at a moment. No. No. Though Smoking hot, rocking this pin. So oh. thin, tie, hairline, looking like a stencil. Oh. Pimp, Pen- no lie of shopping in the U.S. So, instrumental. Plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. Bang, see bang, them plain, bang, James, honey, plain James, honey. James, honey, James, honey. them lame plain friends, honey. We tell baby. it, bit crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy, hey mommy a lady main thing with me on the scene fit popping like a main vein running blood color lips smashing with the hang clutch money holding back. kind of funny can you tell me what's the price I got the range rover hang on me when we walking looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me walking with a lip like an ankle sprained on me yeah i rocked the cardigan she don't really want me because one man should have all that styling take it out clothes on the on the floor pal and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it up and let me see what's under them scenes oh you wanted to oh I completely read that wrong